0: Business 1440 KYCR. Golden Valley, a service of Salem Media Group. Streaming worldwide at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com.
1: With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. The Trump administration is announcing new rules for abortion providers. Here's correspondent Jackie Quinn.
2: President Trump vowed to defund Planned Parenthood, and his advisor Kellyanne Conway says these new rules are another step in that direction. Federally funded family planning clinics cannot be housed in the same location as abortion providers, and they're required to have a stricter financial separation.
1: That's correspondent Jackie Quinn. The parents of a Covington Catholic High School student now suing the Washington Post for allegedly abandoning basic journalistic ethics in a rush to vilify their son after a confrontation with a Native American activist last month in front of the Lincoln Memorial. In an interview with the Salem Radio Network, White House Press Secretary Sarah Sanders says there's a lesson to be learned from the way the media mishandled that story, namely that they should make sure to check their facts before proceeding. This is SRN New.
3: Hi, this is Tom Barrett, president of Lean Partners, We are celebrating 15 years of helping Minnesota companies dramatically improve their margins, delivery, quality, and generate capacity. We'd like to recognize a few of our clients by having them share their story.
1: I'm Mike Kennison, Vice President of Manufacturing at ProtoLabs. Our core values of achievement, trust, and teamwork are centered around our key stakeholder, our employees. We realize that in order to create the most value for our customers and shareholders, we need to first and foremost invest in our employees. In three years, Lean Partners has helped us create and implement a leadership training program that is relevant and scalable across a broad set of our employees. The Lean Partners Leadership Training Program has made a significant impact on Protolab's continuous improvement efforts for both processes and systems, as well as talent development.
3: Thanks, Mike. Are you interested in a customized plan to improve your business performance? Visit MyLeanPartners.com. That's MyLeanPartners.com. Hi, this is Lee with the Kingdom Builders. What is truth? That's what Pontius Pilate wanted to know. Well, the truth was standing right in front of him. What would he do with the power and opportunity he'd been given? In this slower and colder season, we tend to have a little more time to reflect. What power and opportunity have we been given? Would the Lord call us a viper or a faithful servant? I pray that we are not distracted from examining ourselves to see where our affections lie and the power and opportunity we've been given through Him. This is Matthew with the Kingdom Builders. We strive to have our standard be God's standard. One of the ways we do that is we regularly look to God's Word to examine our hearts and our motives. We try to glorify the Lord Jesus in everything we do. We strive to take these standards on your roof, on your gutter job, whatever it might be. I'm really excited to be fielding your calls today and talking to you about the needs you might have on your roof or gutters. Contact us by phone at 612 900 9166 or look us up online at thekingdombuilders.net.
4: The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management.
5: The Wall Street Business Network is on the air. It's the King Banyan Show. As an educator and former legislator, Professor Banyan steps out of the classroom and onto the airwaves to break down the local and national economic news that matters to you. Just say what you got, man. It's the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Now, here's King Banyan.
6: He's got tremendous moxie for his size.
7: Does anyone remember Moxie? I actually saw a 12-pack of Moxie not terribly long ago. Apparently, it's being made again. I think we've talked about this before. King Banging Show Business 1440. Yeah, I was at a I was at a Luns um here in town not ter- not maybe in the last two weeks. And uh, first, I saw Fresca, which was my grandmother's drink. My grandmother always had Fresca and Moxie. And I couldn't figure out why she would have both of them. It turned out, it turned out, uh, <laughs> Zima is back too. Okay, well, I wasn't looking for that. <laughs> but I saw the fresca, which always reminds me of my, my grandmother, my, my Armenian grandmother. And my Armenian grandmother loved the stuff. I haven't poured a glass of it to check, but do you remember fresca back in the 60s or 70s? Because it was cloudy. You would look in and you would see bits of stuff floating in there and and you know I was always a bit skeptical of what that was. Uh but um but that was there. But Moxie was there too. Anyway, speaking of nostalgia, guess who's at the
4: board today? <laughs> I'm Good back, morning. <laughs> Good morning, John. He's back. We've got yeah, we're getting the band back together. The band is getting back
7: together. Um John Berg uh, um I always get this wrong John what do we what's your what's your official title now at the station
4: Program Director for Business Program. 1440 Wellness 1570 and AM 1280 The Patriot Oh beautiful That's right living the high life I'm Living the high life breathing tru- in that he's, rarefied air <laughs> Yeah he's the triple threat <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly, yep. exactly exactly He's
7: been he's been he's been exposed now to that truism that titles are cheaper than raises <laughs> Um exactly exactly <laughs> so. you nailed it yeah. Uh, so anyway, John, uh, welcome. It's good to have you back, if only for a week. Glad to be back. Uh,
4: I always love enjoy uh, listening to the show. I-, I listen a lot when I'm not doing the show, so it's nice to come back. Fun to do it one more time.
7: Yeah, yeah. So Andrew's on assignment this week. He'll exactly. be back. He'll be back next week. Uh, we haven't we haven't sent him away. Uh, and uh, but uh, you will notice the the distinct difference in bumper music between between Andrew and John this morning. Indeed. Uh, uh, and and. Uh, I, I express no preferences. I try to let my, my goal has always been let the producers be the producers and let them pick the music and we try to post all those sets up for you on the uh, on the Spotify feed uh, if you are if you are interested in going back and listening to it. but uh, I will say over the last last few months you've had a very different feed than what happened in the John Berg era <laughs> the, or or actually I think it should be called it epoch.
4: Yes, it should. Is that how it you pronounce be an epoch? It? I've always wondered if that's how, the proper way to pronounce it. Epoch. You know what? O-C-H, I don't know right? either. Um, epoch. 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 Okay. Here's uh, here's a
7: funny story about me. Back in the seventies, the very first. I I was always interested in politics because you if you grew up in New Hampshire and you read newspapers regularly, as I did from a very young age, you are absolutely tuned into politics and eventually you want to, if you're super interested, you're interested in this. So I, I was driving, um, I was driving a congressional candidate in 1978. Uh, I, I was basically the, the errand boy. Okay. And no, I never saw my candidate, uh, eat salad with a comb before. <laughs> but, um, um, I, I gotta tell you, I, she gets a, she gets a, I'm going to say a full A, not even an A minus for creativity. There is nothing in my being that would have said, "Oh, wait, I have a comb. I could use that for the salad." Mm, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I don't know. I just I, I'm sorry. I, I try not to talk about politics too much, but anyway, I was. But it, it comes because I, I I did this. I was I I was the person that drove this candidate around, and. You know, if you read a lot, you see words and you begin to think you're familiar with the words, you understand what the word means, but you don't necessarily know how to pronounce it. So in the car one night, someone cut us off as I was driving driving the candidate across Manchester in New Hampshire, the major city and my hometown in fact. Um and, and 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 for some reason rather than saying that guy's a maniac, I said I said his driving is maniacal and everybody else in the car laughs missed it by that much absolutely um because of course it's maniacal but if you learn words through reading how would you know so anyway um six five one two eight nine four four seven seven the number to call questions or comments we've got we've got a couple choice clips from uh, from the Fed, from the Fed presidents and uh, governors, because they had a big confab with the Booth School on Friday, uh, yesterday, uh, in New York City, they had a big conference, and five members of FOMC gave opinions. I have, I have uh, recordings of two of them that stepped out and got uh, shots on newscasts during during the week leading up to this big confab. Um, I could tell you a little bit more about it, but the short, the short is. They're still trying to work out quantitative tightening, and they've engaged uh, they've engaged some economists at Booth to help them out, help them think about this. And so there's now a 65-page uh, white paper out there. I read it so that you don't have to. Um, but uh, and, and some other things, I'm going to be uh, I'm going to be uh, away. F- I'm going to be on assignment the next two weeks, but on a specific assignment. Uh, on a specific assignment. The specific assignment being being I'm going to go, I'm going to go uh, do a study of Brexit with about 20 students, uh, and I'm going to talk a little bit about I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, Brexit and what's happening right now, and give you the give you sort of the update where we are right now, because my students have been studying it for the last two to three weeks, and it's been a really interesting two to three weeks. We started planning this thing back in 2017. We had no idea. How absolutely riveting this was going to be as we go forward, and i 'll tell you how riveting it 's going to be because uh, even just in this last week, um, things went from things went from tense to kind of crazy uh in 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 the u k with a with basically the formation of a group it 's not a political party yet, but it 's possibly a political party it could happen. That there's a third party being formed while we watch and being formed by Brexit. We'll talk about that too. But first, uh, this was this is sort of the tease half of this because John's sitting down at the mothership, get, uh, guiding us, getting through the get getting getting the sound on air and putting those sweet sweet uh, drops into our into our stuff. Um, he sent me an article from the from the L.A. Times. This is dated from late January. The title, Lawmakers Want to Cut California's Pot Taxes to Help Lagging Legal Market. Okay. My reaction to that was, hmm. Hmm. There's a picture, and of course, there's a picture there that that has the jars behind glass. Okay. To me, when I look at this, it kind of looks like... when you look at this picture, John, what do you see? When you look at the picture of the guy, the picture, and we'll tweet this to you at the break. I'll wait till the break. Um, when I look at this picture, there's two guys looking down at a bunch of uh, through through a display case
4: at jars full of things. And I will <laughs> tell you what I see in a minute, but what do you see? I am uh, pulling up the article because I don't remember the picture. King, hold on one second.
7: Okay.
4: Uh, okay, got it. The photo of the guy, the young guys here. Yeah. Uh, I see every guy I ever went to high school or college with for one. Um, okay. <laughs> yep. They're
7: young. They're young fellows, Matt Sullivan and Taryn McElroy.
4: Yeah. Um, at
7: Tory, Hol- Tory Holistics, I guess that's I mean, a code word. If I wasn't Holistics. Looking,
4: if I wasn't looking carefully or knew what I was looking at, I'd think I was looking at two guys working at a coffee shop or a deli.
7: Okay, close. You know what I had?
4: Hmm. Baskin Robbins. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I see that too. Yeah, yeah I, mean, this I see is...
7: Baskin Robbins. Yeah, yeah. I, agree. Uh, I Okay, so I'm going to read a little bit of this, and then and then after after the break uh, in a few minutes here, I'm going to go ahead and tell you. I'm going to tell you uh, why this this one really interested me. Um, Frustrated that California's licensed marijuana industry is struggling to compete against the black market a group of state officials is pressing to slash taxes on legal pot shops and growers. Lawmakers acknowledge that a year after state began issuing licenses for growing and selling marijuana for recreational purposes, the legal market has been stunted by red tape, the refusal of cities to allow pot businesses, and the burden of paying state and local taxes. To which my reaction, first reaction was, so you'll do this for pot... For pot, but you won't do this for other businesses. Right? That's my reaction. State Treasurer Fiona Ma and five legislators proposed a bill Monday that would cut the state excise tax on marijuana sales from 15 to 11% for three years and suspend the cultivation tax of $148 per pound during that period. Now, so let me let me be clear they tax cultivation and then they also tax sales now we're going to have a guest we're going to have a guest next week we're going to have our good friend uh, professor john spry from st thomas come guest host for us next week okay in case he has the radio on right now okay i'm i'm turning on i'm turning on the spry beam okay um Economists needed, all right, in Gotham, and and saying, can you please explain why taxing both on the production side and the sales side might be a bad idea? Okay, it's a bad idea. I could explain it to you. I could explain it to you. It'd take a long time, but it's actually not the point I was intending to make. There's the beam. Okay, we've sent the we've sent the the spry signal out. Okay, and, and for all you know, if you follow our Twitter feed at PoundKBRS, he may give you the answer in advance. He may tell you this week rather than make you wait a week for the answer. Okay, that, 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 often, that often works. The black market, this is a quote, The black market continues to undercut businesses that are complying with state regulations and doing things the right way, said Assemblyman Rob Bonta of Alameda the primary author of the measure. The tax cut, he said, will help quote, keep customers at licensed businesses and help ensure the regulated market survives and thrives. Question. What is the excise tax being paid by the black market? For those of you that answered zero, you are correct. What is the cultivation tax being paid in the black market? If if your answer is 0, that's correct. So they're going to suspend the cultivation tax, but only for 3 years. Don't think about whether or not later on they really want to do that. So, and and I'll continue, so let's take the break here. When I come back, I'm going to read you a couple more paragraphs of this, and I'm going to tie it to something that you know I love to talk about which is the Viking Stadium. We'll do that right after this on the Pot Tax episode of the King Banyan Show here on Business 1440.
5: Constitution, it's really a okay to have a revolution when the leaders of legit choose
1: they really don't fit the shoes. Oh
7: mister, I ain't no sister,
3: I believe
2: in the have you racked up more than ten thousand dollars in credit card debt? That's 800-518-4020 Looking for future leaders
6: we can trust and believe in? Look no further than the high school student-athletes right here in Minnesota. High school sports teach young people how to be effective leaders. It begins by making their grades and being on time for practice. It includes learning to listen, following directions, Accepting responsibility. Being a good role model. And it's about respect. For officials, opponents, the rules, and each other. The result? It transcends sports. It gives us hope for the future. High school sports. There's so much more than just a game. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association.
8: Students come to Online Trading Academy for many reasons. Some love their jobs but don't make enough money to live the life they dream about. Some aren't happy with their job and hope for something better. And others invest and trade but just need a better path to improve their returns. We even have students who have never invested or traded before. And they might not even know a stock from a rock, but dream of having extra income. There are better income opportunities than trading your time for money. It's time to learn those skills. Join us at Online Trading Academy so we can show you the path to your financial freedom. Register today for a free investing class by dialing pound 250 on your cell phone. Use keyword OTA. Again that's pound 250 on your cell phone keyword OTA or go to learnwithota.com Online
5: trading academy Radio
1: Awesome, a
7: King Banyan Show, Business fourteen forty. For Wonderful, thank you, thank you so much, John. This is a great story. We're talking about, we're talking about something that when I woke up this morning, I had no idea I would be talking about here on the on the King Banyan Show on Business fourteen forty. Don't forget, you can listen to the show through the internet at at you know, dot com. It's also the place where you can find the podcast for this show and all of the other shows uh, that you find here on weekends here at Business 1440. We kind of think of ourselves here at uh, at the King Banyan Show as the Business 1440 flagship weekend show, which among, among radio people would be really, really funny, and if you don't understand it, it's okay. It's just an inside joke. 651-289-4477, <laughs> four, four, seven, seven, the number to call with your questions and comments. Um, let me talk a little bit more about this piece because I this was really interesting. Like I said, I did not expect I would be talking about pot taxes in California. I had no idea until John sent this to me. I had no idea that this was true that they had put they had when they legalized when they legalized recreational marijuana in California in their I believe our bills for legalizing marijuana recreational marijuana here in Minnesota. I don't know if they'll go anywhere. We heard, uh, we heard uh, that uh, Senator Klobuchar, over, uh, I believe just yesterday, said that she would leave it to the states to decide if they wanted to legalize and would not, would not enforce federal laws regarding uh, marijuana, mm-hmm. marijuana use, or it sounded like she wouldn't enforce any marijuana laws whatsoever. Um, so I want to read you a couple more pieces. California began licensing businesses in January 2018, but the number of pot shops and growers that have gotten permits is far below what officials estimate. The state budget originally anticipated $630 million in pot tax revenue this year, which ends June 30, but the number was revised down this month to $355 million, from $630 to 355 million. Yep. Missed it by that much. Missed so, it by that much. There you go. Industry officials say a major impediment has been that the added sales and local taxes can increase the retail cost of marijuana by some forty percent. Now, my dear friend, there are two things we can use to, to to illustrate this, but there's a broader point to be made. But one one thing we can illustrate are the number of people who go to reservations to buy cigarettes which bear a much lower excise tax than taxes that states charge including here in Minnesota our good friend uh, uh, Kim Crockett from the Center of the American Experiment has been on our show in the past talking about the about the impact of of what happens when you try to jack up tobacco taxes in Minnesota you're simply driving uh, driving more and more of that business business into the reservations instead and indeed uh the Mackinac center up in up in michigan has done uh some fantastic studies of this as well and that's that's been true and that was the first place my head went but then my then my head went to uh, uh a second place which also includes by the way a, a, a close friend an even closer friend somebody who uh, sorry kim um but this is this is this is my one of my two golf partners uh th- actually now i'm up to three um uh John's come up and played with my good friend uh, Chris Shorba who who used to be uh the president of United Arts here in St. Cloud. United Arts was a was a, a an organization that was designed to find ways to raise charitable giving to then give out in cash grants to various arts organizations around the around Central Minnesota. This was a private organization. We also have now the Central Minnesota Arts Board, of course, which is a government organization which you pay for through a little bit of the legacy tax dollars. If you've ever been to a show that was supported by the the arts, you know, supported by state arts dollars, you know that that announcement they have to make from the stage to say, hey, the legislature voted money to support the, the show you're watching right now. Have you ever been to one of those, John? Have you ever been a show where they where they make that announcement? I don't think so. Okay, well, if you go particularly to folk music shows, I I I, watch, I listen to a lot of folk, uh, and uh, if you go to folk music shows, almost all the folk music shows nowadays are tapping into state dollars to help support the artists on the stage to keep the price of the tickets down, and they they spare no time to they, they spare no time to make sure that you know that 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 was state supported i was in the legislature in 2012 and in the process of passing a uh, passing the money for the viking stadium bill they changed the because they were trying to figure out how they could represent that they had the money to pay for the state's share of this which was which was 350 million dollars the other 148 million of state money came from the federal came from uh, minneapolis but but much, But again, uh, about a third of the cost of a, of Viking stadium is paid by state dollars. One of the things they did was they changed the taxes that were charged in charitable gaming. These are the pull tabs and and the bingo em- halls that were around there. So there was a place in St. Cloud called Bingo Emporium. And I'm talking about the past tense because it's gone now. Um, Crisp uh, was involved in this work. Um, in its heyday, the Emporium, one of the state's largest, grossed in excess of six million dollars annually between the four nonprofits. Each shouldered each shouldered a state tax rate of less than two percent. Meanwhile, profits totaling one million dollars were funneled back into the charities. The other five million were the payouts. So, about eighty cents, about eighty to eighty-three cents of every dollar that gets spent spent in a bingo hall goes back to the people who are playing bingo and then the remainder the remainder pays for the help that's working there pays for the overhead and then you give the money away and then and then the rest of the money got split to those folks Newfound competition in the form of native native casinos and powerball would cut into the action by the 2000s United Arts take home was no more than $150,000 now full disclosure okay not only, I've told you that Chris is a friend full disclosure also requires me to tell you that that I I'm intimately familiar with this cuz I'm chair of an art uh, of an arts organization here in St. Cloud as well so I'm familiar with this however our organization was not part of the group that uh, that operated operated bingo emporium okay in the in the in 2012 i'm reading from a city page's piece written in 2016 in 2012, the legislature looked at charitable gaming to help bankroll construction of the new billion-dollar Viking Stadium. The previous flat tax paid on gross receipts was replaced by a graduating scale. The system started at 9% and increased in increments to 36%, which the charities were required to pay on their net. Quote, essentially what happened for some of these charitable groups is they went from paying 1.5% on gross receipts to 9 to 36% after payout, said Joel Michael of the Minnesota House Research Department, which provides nonpartisan information to lawmakers. In the case of the Emporium, 80 80 cents out of every dollar went to prizes. The remaining 20% 20 of the pie was devoured by the higher state toll. Over the 10-month period beginning in 2014 and into the next spring, Bingo Emporium's net profits before taxes was one hundred and fifty-four thousand dollars. It paid the state one hundred and forty thousand dollars, leaving fourteen thousand for the for the, for the charities. Prior to the stadium legislation, taxes would have been sixty-eight thousand dollars. Okay, so so in fact, what happened? Here's the thing. This is this is my friend Chris. Here's the thing. Building stadiums for billionaire owners doesn't add economic value to the state. They took $70,000 that could have gone to St. Cloud charitable arts organizations and basically cash flowed to the new Viking stadium instead. Ouch. Yeah. Saint okay. So here's the thing. When you raise particular taxes on particular events, you get less of it. And I go back to this 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 very thing. Now, there's another half of the story that I'm not going to tell about why didn't they get rid of it. The short of it is the short of it is they've tried to get rid of it. Governor Dayton had there was an issue with the tax bill it didn't happen, but even if it had happened. The Big O Emporium is closed. United Arts, which used this as their way to raise money for arts organizations, no longer exists. And money that could, that and I will say, Bingo Emporium didn't just pay United Arts, it also raised money for St. Cloud Youth Hockey. So money that was going to hockey rinks and to theaters and stages and and, and and museums is instead going to pay for that place where you get to watch 10 games a year, plus maybe a concert or two and a tractor pull. Way to go, Minnesota. Way to go. We'll be back after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440.
6: That bathroom upgrade is within reach at the Winter Kitchen and Bath Event, now at the Home Depot. Starting with the exclusive Pfister Venturi Bath Faucet. It's a two-handle, widespread brushed nickel faucet with a spot defense finish that resists water spots and fingerprints. And right now, you can get your hands on one for just 119 bucks. So upgrade your bathroom and let the savings flow. The Winter Kitchen and Bath Event at the Home Depot. More saving. More doing. Foul through March 24th, while supplies last. This is David Davenport of the Hoover Institution for townhall.com. It's amazing that more than 70 House members and a dozen senators have already signed on to the Green New Deal. I say amazing for two reasons. It's full of doom and gloom, and it will cost a staggering $90 billion and counting. The original New Deal of the 1930s was a response to the tragedy of a worldwide Great Depression. With a strong economy and low unemployment, it's difficult to paint that kind of bleak picture today. But the recent House resolution introducing the Green New Deal surely tries, describing economic stagnation for four decades, racial, economic and gender divisions, and a planet doomed by global warming. It sounds a lot like Jimmy Carter's old era of limits, and we know how well that worked. Democrats are lurching to the left in what feels like a desperate but actually alienating effort to win votes. I'm David Davenport.
0: The Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy, preparing leaders for the public square. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu.
3: focus on being profitable. And don't forget, we also fix your PCs, Macs, cell phones and tablets too. Call us today at 763-441-3884. Once again, 763-441-3884 or find us on the web at rbsmn.com.
0: Giving your computer problems a boot, RBS computer service. If you could build the world's greatest radio station, where would you start? We'd begin by creating a live station that's able to provide breaking news updates. Then we'd install some of today's top political voices behind the mic. Finally, we'd craft a convenient way to listen with a specialized mobile app. No, it's not a work in progress. It's on the air now. AM 1280 The Patriot. Intelligent radio. Online at am1280thepatriot.com.
6: Oh no.
5: <laughs> oh, I could hide neath the wings of the bluebird as she sings. The six o'clock alive. With all due respect,
7: A, not their best song.
5: <laughs> but it rings,
7: B, again with, with all due respect, Andrew would never have known to play this song. <laughs>
4: well we uh we played a few of these this week obviously peter okay. tork passing away and then we got yeah. a request for it king so got to give the listeners what they want right yeah yeah even if it's the monkeys
7: so, i'm of the age I, I, okay and and by the way uh uh hugh hewitt on his show uh uh yesterday uh referencing uh, the death of peter tork uh he was a great musician, by the way, and and of course because he's a bassist, uh, or at least he was. He was in the band. Uh, he actually was a folk guitarist before he became a monkey. Um, by answering show, was he subsidized? The, uh, no, he was not <laughs> subsidized. Okay. But the name of the band, the, the nickname for the band, the prefab four. <laughs> I like that. That's isn't that awesome. That's I had good never heard that.
4: <laughs> Neither have I. Right.
7: Right, and the fab in this case does not mean fabulous, uh,
4: <laughs> <laughs> but
7: rather fabricated. Uh, you know, I, it's it's funny because, okay, The monkeys was the show that spun off, that didn't spin off, but inspired the creation of other shows be, to play up on its success. The The most egregious being The Partridge Family, which I assume you've never seen. OK, if 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 I was Danny Bonaduce, I would I'd be running around America trying to hide and burn every copy of that show. <laughs> that was the worst. OK, but the monkeys was fun. I looked forward to watching the show.
4: <laughs> I, a lot of people I've talked to actually really like the show. I never have spent. Oh, time yeah. watching. Uh, it. Uh, is I, I I
7: I believe you can still catch it on TV land uh, if you're interested in that. But uh, I i like I, I, I will say and i would have been i would have been bright about in that target market i was i think it came on first in sixty sixty five or sixty six and I would have been eight or nine when it first came out I was a little on the young side of that, but i had i had neighbor kids who were who were two to four years older than me whose music i I liked from the very beginning and so having heard the beatles but you know and and owned the beatles record in fact i will say for the people who were at the elton john concert this past week i'm jealous i really did want to go I uh, couldn't figure out how to get the time to get there uh and um not not this past week and um and you know it was elton john was my first m- was my first album um honky uh, chateau and and that followed by three dog night but the first the first, uh, the first two, uh, the first two forty fives that I owned because they were cheaper, so I bought a forty five. Hey Jude by Hey Jude by the Beatles, and that very single that you just played by the Monkees, that very one. That was one of your first, first two singles. Ooh, I wow. owned two singles before I earned my, owned my first album. I bought, I bought it at a record store that's just off Elm Street in downtown Manchester. <laughs> so there you go uh peter torque of course uh gone um two great musicians and two not so great musicians in that that in that uh prefab four um and you can figure out who they are uh hey uh just a little little i don't know if you call it breaking news or not but i love this particular piece and it gives me the segue to talk about the fed a little bit for the rest of our hour uh the new uh the new berkshire hathaway shareholder letter just came out uh, this morning. By tradition, they release it on a Saturday, uh, and then they will also have the big meeting in early May. Hey, John, if you can think of any way, if we can find a sponsor that would ever send me to a Berkshire Hathaway shareholder meeting, I'm you, on could, it. Take you could take something off my bucket list. <laughs> I, I, I mean, serious, serious, you know, serious is a heart attack. Uh, I n- Normally it falls on the same weekend as graduation here, so I can't go. This year, I believe it's the weekend before graduation, so I actually could. So I am seriously thinking about hopping a bus and going to Omaha. I'll put my uh, network to work, all right? Put your network to work and see if we can't see if we can't Pull figure out how, strings, to, yeah. how to do a remote if we can figure out how to do a remote from Omaha, I'm I'm absolutely into that.
4: I bet we can if we grease the right palms. All
7: right, there you go. Um, Anyway, that's out. And I'm just going to read you a little piece. You can go find it on the web. I'll I'll shoot. I've got the CNBC story up that's got some clips. And this one really, really attracted me. I've been reading it off and on through the morning. Um, He talks about the fact that he invested as an 11-year-old. And he put $114 into City Services, okay, an oil company that paid a dividend. He wanted that dividend. Okay, on March 11th, it'll be 77 years since I first invested in an American business. The year was 1942. I was 11. And I went all in, investing $114.75. I had begun accumulating at age six. What I bought was three shares of City Services' preferred stock. I had become a capitalist, and it felt good. The next three paragraphs are really interesting. Charlie, meaning Charlie Munger, uh, also... uh, also, uh, the, the other bigwig of Berkshire Hathaway. Charlie and I happily acknowledge that much of Berkshire's success has simply been a product of what I think should be called the American tailwind. It is beyond arrogance for American businesses or individuals to boast that they have done it alone. The tidy rows of simple white crosses at Normandy should shame those who make such claims. There are also many other countries around the world that have bright futures. About that, we should rejoice. Americans will be both more, more prosperous and safer if all nations thrive. At Berkshire, we hope to invest significantly, significant sums across borders. Over the next 77 years, however, the major source of our gains will almost certainly be provided by the American tailwind. We are lucky, gloriously lucky, to have that force at our back. That is awesome. <laughs> I cannot tell you how awesome that is. So numbers came out this week. You know, you'll notice oftentimes during the first hour of the show I do statistics, but during this particular week, the number of statistics that are out there are not very large. There are a huge number come out next week. We get the GDP numbers. You're probably going to get a number about 1.5%, maybe in the high ones. Maybe it'll sneak over 2%. It's so hard to tell because the, the, the government shutdown, I think, has probably caused some slippage in the collection of data. And I, I am, I'm hesitant to say anything about early releases of particular numbers. I'm even hesitant to really spend much time looking at the GDP number on Thursday because I'm, I, I, I kind of wonder how well we've collected the data. It may take us 6 to 12 months before we actually know what happened at the end of 2018. But that said, that said, you're going to end up with a GDP number for 2018 that's somewhere between two, two and three quarters and three percent. It's good, not great, and it's been my insistence all along. And you'll note one other thing we do here on the King Banyan Show, or what we don't do. We don't spend time talking about wiggles in the stock market. I am not a financial advisor. I do not give advice on individual stocks. I never would. A, I'm not licensed to do such a thing. Okay, I have a doctorate in economics, yes, but uh, that doesn't mean I follow the stock market or can tell you where to put your money. And when people ask me that, the first thing I say is, Do you have a stock advisor? Do you have? And they'll say, If they say yes, I'll say, Ask him or her. And if they say no, I'll say, Good, you probably would be better off not just putting your money in some place and leaving it alone. I spend precious little time. You know, I think about rebalancing a portfolio from time to time, and, I, and and I I do some of that, but by and large, I I'm not a person who's saying I want this stock or that stock. That investment that that uh, that Warren Buffett made of the hundred and fourteen dollars in nineteen forty two, if he had been able to just put that in a no fee stock index fund, do you know what'd be worth today? It'd be worth six hundred and three thousand dollars. Right, if he just put it into a into a no in, a no fee index fund, and left it alone for seventy seven years, one hundred fourteen bucks becomes six hundred three thousand dollars. Okay, that's that's what we often call the miracle of compound interest. But it's it's coming right along, and 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 for those of you that that read the news or listen to this show here on business 1440 or any of the other shows on 1440 and and you use that to say maybe i should sell this stock or maybe i should pull in or out of the market or so on there's a lesson in what in what uh in what uh that factoid that uh that buffett shares if you just put the money in and you leave it alone you're probably all right and so I'll talk a little bit about where the market is right now, or where the, where the economy is right now. But I would hate to think you spend any time thinking about it. I actually prefer. I love this. Um, uh, get cut number two ready for me, John. Uh, this is John Williams, who's the president of the New York Federal Reserve, um, who is talking about the Fed now hitting the pause button on on uh, rate increases, and. And there's just, and this is the thing that, that I think Williams does a better job of this actually than Jay Powell does. Listen to how calmly he tells you where they are right now. Play cut number two, please.
2: Inflation's
0: near our target. Unemployment's very low. We can wait and see a bit, watch the data, analyze, and come to conclusions about where policy is going. So I don't think policy is set for all time, but for right now, I think we're in a very good place. Isn't, I mean,
7: if your leader just says, "Hey, things are about in the right place. We can pause. We don't have to. We there's no hurry for us to make a move right now." And that's sort of like that attitude toward that pol- toward Fed policy and toward tax policy and toward even I wish I hope trade policy. I'll talk about that in the next hour. I, I I encourage you to adopt that that kind of an attitude. I'm going to also play some of Jim Bullard after this. He was on for a. Uh, He was on and saying lots of interesting things. And if you were interested in what we talked about at uh, Winter Institute a couple weeks ago, and you didn't make it because of the horrible weather at that time, what he does, we have about a uh, three-minute clip of him that, that is almost identical to the things he was saying when he was here. We'll play that after this. You're listening to The King Banging Show on Business 1440.
6: market drops five points i'm glad my money's tied up in hay
5: (laughs) business 1440 is kycr golden valley
8: message and data rates may apply
5: guys got hair loss i know what you're thinking should i shave my head comb it over wear a hat just stop Best part, Bosley's permanent solution is protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Let them show you for free how awesome your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off. Text STAR 11 to 85850. Ask about the Bosley Guarantee. STAR 11 to 85850. How
1: many sales are you missing because you're not effectively using social media marketing? Worse yet, how many customers are your competitors stealing from you because they are? The vast majority of the population is on social media nearly every day shopping. Does your business have an effective selling presence on social media? We're Salem Surround. We take the mystery of digital marketing off your shoulders, letting you run your business while we deliver customers. Your competition is already social. Catch them and surpass them. We offer a free analysis of your digital marketing effectiveness and suggest methods that could dramatically increase your sales. We know how to make every digital dollar count towards sales success. Now there are no limitations on where you can reach customers with Salem Surround, total market penetration for increased ROI. Learn more by logging on to surroundmsp.com. Surroundmsp.com, connecting you with new customers
9: you experienced anxiety fear shame and embarrassment from owing back taxes hi i'm kathy hill founder of tax tiger if you happen to have unpaid or unfiled taxes i'm here to offer you some hope tax tiger can protect you from the irs release wage and bank levies and negotiate awesome settlements above all tax tiger is a company which operates based on christian principles if you have an irs problem call us today at 612-888-9522 for a free consultation you can trust tax Tiger to provide an honest evaluation of your situation. If we can save you money, we'll explain how and answer all of your questions so you'll know exactly where you stand. Call Tax Tiger today at 612 888 9522. You could be closer to financial freedom than you think, and you need a tiger on your side. That number again is 612 888 9522, or visit us online at taxtiger.com.
7: Welcome back, King Daniel Show. Business 1440, 651-289-4477, The number to call. Questions or comments? Sure enough, in the Twitter feed, um, Professor Spry has already posted uh, a link to a Tax Foundation study about the silliness of the uh, the silliness of the uh, of the uh, way in which uh, marijuana taxes are being applied. This is good. This is good for us to know, right? Because I do believe at some point recreational marijuana will get legalized here in the state of Minnesota. And if you if you care about such things, and if you think, in fact, that one thing that you'd like to see happen is uh, a reduction of the black market for whatever reasons, um, some people will argue that the black market black market in uh, marijuana is. Uh, leading to support uh, other things that we don't want. It supports crime. It encourages uh, it encourages violence of some kind. Okay, I'm, I'm not going to make that uh, Whatever that argument is, if you want to reduce the size of the black market, that's one thing. But even if all you want to do is say, I want people free to make that choice, and while we're at it, I want to raise some revenue for, <laughs> for, uh, for the state budget from the sale of this item, you probably didn't want to tax it the way California did. Yeah. All right. The rest of this, the reasons why, I'll leave that to John if he chooses that as a as a topic next week. He'll be here live nine to eleven next Saturday uh, while while I do some uh, traveling with some students, and I'll tell you more about that in the next hour too. But I did um, I did want to play. In fact, what I'll do, John, is we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna let this lapse a little into the next hour, but. Uh, uh, James Bullard is the chair is, is the president of the, of the Federal Reserve Bank of St. Louis. Uh, as I mentioned two weeks ago, uh, two weeks ago last Thursday, he was here in St. Cloud and said some rather extraordinary things, in, uh, including the fact that he had thought the Fed had made a mistake in raising rates in in uh, in uh, December of last year. I want to let him have a full opportunity, and there was a really nice interview done on uh on fox business uh this uh on thursday thursday or maybe it was yesterday friday but anyway let me play a little bit i'll just tell you to stop when when, when we get to the right point john so just go ahead and start it please
3: I mean, our, we're not predicting anything like a recession, but uh, I don't like the yield curve being as flat as it is. I'd like, it to, I'd like to see it be a little steeper. To me, that would indicate that markets saw uh, a little more growth and a little more inflation going forward. The, the upper end of the federal funds rate is 2.5% right now. Uh, the Chairman Powell has said that's possibly near neutral. Um, where do you see that? Do you, do you believe that we are near neutral? I actually think we're a little bit above neutral, so we're a little bit restrictive in this environment. That has me just a tiny bit concerned because inflation is still below target by our preferred measure. You know, I think we're a little above neutral, but I'm not not so much that I'm worried about it. And obviously, there's tremendous amounts of uncertainty about where these numbers really are. So I think we're...
7: Okay, stop there. Um, here's, the, here's what here's what he's saying. You know, it and this is an this is an important point he did not think that the rate increase should have happened because he thinks we're a little above neutral but he's saying the yield curve is flat which means that the expectations for future inflation maybe are a little below where they should be he's targeting 2% and the fed is very clear that it targets in in a in a in a uh, symmetric way that you don 't want inflation to be too far away from two percent in either direction now, my own personal view on on the proper conduct of monetary policy would be not to say we 're going to be at two percent, not one point nine not two point one but but two I think that and i don 't think that 's what what president bullard 's saying I think what he 's saying is. Is he thinks he thinks we should be within a within a range, but the range is symmetric on either side. My range is not symmetric. I would I would personally accept anything between zero and two and say, good, keep going. But that's not, in fact, what's happened. What, in fact, has happened is is that we have this 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 desire to be as close to two as we can possibly be, and errors on either side are equally bad. Okay, that's fine. And that's the construction, by the way, if anyone thinks of the Taylor Rule. The Taylor Rule is constructed in a way that, that makes uh, the, penalty, the, the penalty for being away from 2% symmetric on either side. So that, that's fine. You, you, you can argue that, but he's saying it's below. So he really argues that the last rate increase was, was the wrong thing to do. We'll hear more from him after that. We're going to also talk a little bit about the, where, where we stand right now in the negotiations regarding China and the United States. That Supposedly on Friday, the taxes are supposed to, the tariffs are supposed to increase, but it sounds like they're not going to do that. We'll tell you about that, and we'll talk a little bit about Brexit, too. So it'll be largely the international hour coming up next on the King Banyan Show on Business 1440.
2: If you could cook up the world's greatest radio station, what ingredients would you need? We'd start by mixing in high-quality, free-range wellness experts. Then we'd add in a generous scoop of the topics that matter most to you. Finally, we'd stir in a certified organic website full of helpful resources and garnish with a specialized mobile app. No, it's not some half-baked idea. It's on the air right now. Wellness Radio 1570, online at TwinCitiesWellnessRadio.com.
0: Are you self-motivated and creative? Do you believe in the importance of small business? Then call today. We're expanding our team and hiring a multimedia account manager. Call 651-289-4418. Media is an equal opportunity employer.
6: This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. Sound crazy? The crazy thing is, this never ends. Even when you die, your family's now going to be stuck with this burden. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. I guarantee if we can't cancel your timeshare contract, you'll pay nothing.
0: Call for your free information kit, 800-290-7100. That's 800-290-7100. 800-290-7100.
3: Hi, this is Tom Barrett, president of Lean Partners. We are celebrating 15 years of helping Minnesota companies dramatically improve their margins, delivery, quality, and generate capacity. So we'd like to recognize a few of our clients by having them share their story. Hi, I'm John Lewis, CEO of Trex Commercial Products. We manufacture architectural railings and other products for stadiums, arenas, commercial buildings, and performing arts facilities nationwide. Tom and his colleagues have worked with our team to create significant additional production capacity without adding labor or acquiring more space. We've experienced rapid growth over the past several years, and Lean Partners' help has enabled us to increase margins while gaining market share. More importantly, our work with Lean Partners has instilled a culture of continuous improvement throughout our organization, which has truly transformed our business. Thanks, John. Are you interested in a customized plan to improve your business performance? Visit MyLeanPartners.com. That's MyLeanPartners.com.
5: Business 1440 and iHeartRadio, they go together like pennies and pinching. Listen anytime, anywhere at iHeart.com or with the free iHeartRadio.